Will you pray with me now the prayer for illumination? Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us in the waiting and the watching, the hoping and the longing, the sorrow, the sighing, and the rejoicing. Speak to us by your word in these Advent days and walk with us until the day of your coming. Amen. Our scripture reading this evening comes from the 91st Psalm. Listen for the word of God. You who live in the shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty, will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the hunter and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and defense. You will not fear the terror of the night or the arrow that flies by day or the pestilence that stalks in darkness or the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, the Most High your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, no scourge come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Those who love me, I will deliver. I will protect those who know my name. When they call to me, I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. With long life, I will satisfy them and show them my salvation. Will you pray with me? Oh God, be present with us now. Speak to us. Draw us closer to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. A few years ago, my mom was going through a scary ordeal with her health. She needed to have a risky surgery, and so our family gathered together to be with her. The morning of the surgery, as we stood around my mom's hospital bed, one of her friends stepped into the room. She had brought with her a picture of a bird, and she read to us the text of Psalm 91, verse 4. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a defense. 
It was the first time I had ever really considered that psalm. And as I looked at that image of the bird, I imagined my mom tucked safely under God's wings and covered in God's love. That image brought me comfort and peace. I think maybe that's why I felt drawn to this psalm as Francis and I were planning the service tonight. I don't know about you, but I have a deep longing right now for comfort and peace. There is so much going on in our world, so much going on in the lives of loved ones and in our own personal lives. It's easy to feel anxious or sad or angry or just downright exhausted. And as the days have gotten shorter and the nights have gotten longer, I find that more and more I'm just yearning for rest and a sense of security. I am longing for refuge. I'm not the first person to feel that kind of longing, of course. We humans seem to have a biological propensity to seek out comfort and security. You know, the Danes have a word for it. They call it huga. One author describes it like this. Huga is about an atmosphere and an experience rather than about things. It's about being with the people we love, a feeling of home, a feeling that we're safe, that we're shielded from the world and allow ourselves to let our guard down. He goes on to say that huga is like sitting around a fireplace with friends, wearing big sweaters and woolen socks, while stew boils on the stove, the fireplace sparks, and a storm rages outside. Whether from the storms outside or the storms of life, we humans long for refuge. Perhaps that's what prompted the psalmist to write Psalm 91. Scholars disagree about who wrote it and how it was initially used. Some think that it was the testimony of someone who was being persecuted, but who had found refuge in the temple. Others suggest that it was an act of gratitude from someone who had recovered from a serious illness. And some believe that it had ceremonial use by the king before a battle, or that it was a blessing before someone took a journey. Of course, we can't know for sure who wrote it or what they originally intended. But I actually think that's the beauty of this psalm. No matter what our story, no matter what our circumstances, no matter what difficulty we might find ourselves in, this psalm invites us to locate ourselves among its words and to find refuge. But as we all know, sometimes our longing for refuge causes us to seek it in misguided ways. One of the early uses of Psalm 91 was to copy it and wear it like a talisman so that it would magically protect the wearer from harm. You know, that may seem kind of silly to our 21st century understanding of the world, but I have to admit that I sometimes find myself thinking in similar ways. If I just pray hard enough, or if I just work hard enough, 
If I just act the right way or follow the right steps, then maybe God will save me from suffering. Maybe God will keep my loved ones from harm. That longing for comfort and security is powerful. But the trouble I find with that particular way of thinking is that it reduces our relationship with God to a transaction. If we do this, then God will do that. And the truth is, I have known some amazing people who have loved God with their whole heart and have been faithful in serving God and yet have experienced excruciating suffering for no apparent reason or purpose. In that magical way of thinking, then, God ends up seeming like a swindler who didn't hold up God's end of the bargain. And I just don't think that that is who God is. Kate Bowler is a professor at Duke Divinity School, and she was diagnosed with stage four cancer a few years ago. She's done a lot of reflecting about the things that she's learned since that time, and she says that for her, it's helpful to remember that the cruelty of life can be random. She doesn't believe that suffering is all a part of God's master plan or a direct result of the choices that we've made. Often it's just bad luck. She goes on to say that people often try to help her in various ways that she actually doesn't find very helpful. Instead, she says, when she's at her lowest, the most helpful person is someone who, quote, shows up, doesn't ask for anything, and just knits in front of you. Often, when we're at our lowest, we just need someone to show up, to be present, to witness our pain and not turn away or try to explain it away. He will cover you with his pinions, the scripture says, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a defense. Biblical scholar Walter Brueggemann notes that the psalmist describes God not only as a refuge, but also as an escort who makes safe passage possible. So whether we're huddled up seeking shelter or traveling among lions or snakes, God is with us. Whether we're confronting terrors of the night or arrows that fly by day, God is with us. Whether we're facing diseases that prowl in the dark or destruction that ravages at noonday, God is with us. God is with us when the sun is shining bright, and God is with us in the dead of night. No matter what we're going through, God shows up. Toward the end of Psalm 91, God says, Those who love me, I will deliver. I will protect those who know my name. While this might seem like an opportunity to strike up a bargain with God, one scholar points out that the Hebrew word for love also means to be attached to or connected with. And the Hebrew word for know communicates an intimacy with God. To love God and to know God 
is to be connected to God in an intimate way. So God isn't demanding anything from us in return for protection. God isn't looking for a performance or correct behavior, and God is not initiating a transaction. Instead, God is inviting us to settle in under the shadow of the Almighty, to curl up with the source of life, to bring all of our baggage, our fears, our sadness, our anger, our exhaustion, our pain, all of our deep longings, and allow ourselves to be tucked in safely under God's wings and covered in God's love. To let our guard down, to trust that no matter what we do or where we go, no matter what happens to us, God is with us. God is our refuge. In his Advent devotional, McGray de Vega describes the life of Francis de Sales. De Sales was a French priest who was born in 1567. And though he was very diligent in his ministry, he struggled to connect with people. They misunderstood his preaching. They called him conceited and controlling. They slammed doors in his faces and threw rocks at him. In the winters, he slept in haylofts, and once he even slept in a tree to avoid wolves. He apparently tied himself to a branch so that he wouldn't fall, and he was so frozen the next morning that he had to be cut down. By all outward appearances, DeSales was a miserable failure as a priest. But because people wouldn't meet with him face to face, because they wouldn't give him refuge, he began to write his sermons down and slip them under people's doors. And eventually, people began to trust in the spiritual wisdom of this man whose only refuge was God. In one of his pamphlets, he wrote, Belong totally to God. He has drawn you to himself so that you may be his. He will take care of you. Do not be afraid. For if little chicks feel perfectly safe when they're under their mother's wings, how secure should the children of God feel under his protection? So be at peace, since you are one of these children. And let your weary, listless heart rest against the sacred, loving breast of this Savior, who by his providence is a father to his children, and by his gentle, tender love is a mother to them. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a defense. In a few days, we will tell the story of a family who found refuge in a stable. We'll tell the story of a baby born in a world full of pain and suffering who would one day grow to experience all of that pain and suffering firsthand. We'll tell the story of a God who showed up and who shows up still. On this longest night of the year, may you feel enfolded in God's love 
May you feel comforted. And may you have peace. Amen.